Hey guys, it's Steve and Chris with unashamedunafraid.com, a blog unashamed about sexual addiction recovery and unafraid of coming unto Christ for healing. Chris, we're back, man. It's 2019. Been a while. Been a while. We're sorry that we don't post more. Chris has been, I don't have any excuses, but Chris has been working, what, 200 hours a week, Chris? <laughs> Something like that. Usually around 60 to 78 at least. Oh, Chris has been grinding, but um, we, uh, yeah, we wanted to, well, first announcement, we've, uh, we've upgraded. So our, our podcast can be found everywhere, not just on iTunes now. Woo. So wherever you podcast, we invite you to subscribe, rate us, say nice things. You can say mean things if you want. It's fine. Whatever, whatever you need, you know? Um, so, uh, Chris and I, as, as we've been talking, I mean, it's been three years, Chris. Right. Since we started, and um, if you guys may not know the history of this, so Chris was um, the first story that uh, when when I started the blog, I was like, Chris, will you come share your story? And he was kind enough to do that and add some history, and here we are doing it together. And so we wanted to kind of, um, as we start the new year, um, I know it's February, I know we're behind, but um, kind of just redefine kind of our purpose, update kind of what's been going on with us, uh, talk about what unashamed, unafraid means, what um, we are kind of trying to offer and, and help people along with their recovery and kind of put those pieces together. Sweet. So unashamed, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Unashamed, one of my favorite words, Chris. So unashamed, you know, to, to me, unashamed is really just being out in the open because the adversary so wants us to keep things behind closed doors, be quiet about it, not tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. And where for me, I mean, for the longest time, I was, I was totally um, shamed to where I was going to keep everything quiet throughout my whole story, through my life, whatever. I wasn't going to tell anybody. Grave, right? Yeah. These, are, these uh, are the secrets, the things about me that are going to the grave. Those are the words that I even said. I will die before I tell anybody about this. And, and with the affairs that I was having and stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. So, but then when I started coming out and finally disclosing those things, the adversary didn't have that grip on me anymore. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's no temptation or it doesn't mean that there's the temptations are gone. They're still there, but I know what to do now and being able to be out in the open and be able to talk about that and reach out to guys that I know are in the same situation that I am and, and have difficulties or, um, struggles that, that I've been up against, I can call you anytime at two in the morning, whatever. And you know, exactly the feeling that I have when those temptations come up. Absolutely. And I can work through those because I'm, I'm unafraid or excuse me, I'm unashamed to come and talk to you about it. Um, adversary absolutely wants us to keep that quiet or quiet, keeps it, keeps it down. And and that's one of the big things we want to knock out is, um, how many times, Chris, have we heard from guys, I I wanted to change. I didn't want this in my life. I knew it was bad, um, whatever my sexual compulsive behavior was. But I was going to fix it by myself, alone, and never tell anyone. Every single guy that we talked to. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> And including myself, because I told that. Including us both, yeah. You know, that was the thing that we did. I did forever. It was like, I can do this on my own. I don't need anybody's help. Even after everything came out with my my story, I was still like, I don't deserve somebody else's help. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, you know what? There's people that are willing to help me that I need to take their help because I can no longer do this on my own because 
this is not working anymore. And that's the shame, right? The shame is um, Brene Brown talks about it well, and I know like that's the buzzword. You say shame, you say Brene Brown right after it. But I am a Brene Brown fan, so if that bothers you, sorry. But um, you know how she says it. I really like. Um, I should have written it down and quoted it here in the Heart of Man movie, which is on Netflix. Totally watched it if you haven't. Um, where you know shame is that there's something about me that if people really knew the truth about me, I would be unlovable, unacceptable. And and when we remain isolated, we just we believe that, right? I mean, the adversary right. keeps telling us that, and we believe it. So so you talked a little bit about that. So being you know part of the you know again what unashamed is about is what it's allowed me to be or to to do is totally completely change my life. It's allowed me to be able to be open and honest with other people that open are around the door me for real change, right? Yeah. And, you know, in, if I wanted to make these changes in my life, I had to do something different. I had to do a complete lifestyle change. And part of that was being unashamed and coming out and, and being open and honest with what was going on with me, being honest with my feelings. Like, you know, part of the, the reason why we have addiction is to cover up the feelings that we, that we have, um, get rid yeah. of, you know, um, maybe it was an excuse for me to say, oh, my wife was doing this. So it allows me to do th- this other thing it was you know and it was yeah, always that blaming, excuse right? yeah blame is the discharge of pain so. but when i started being open and stuff and and being you know willing to share my story one that's helped me have sobriety um i just hit in you know in january this year i just hit 11 years of sobriety from pornography insert uh, artificial bell and clapping noise here <laughs> And, and then, um, in April, it'll be 11 years since I've been with another woman. And so, so then it's allowed us to be able to, you know, I go, we, I've been able to speak with my wife and we go and speak all over the place. I shouldn't say all over the place, but all over the state of Utah, we've spoken out and I've spoken out in Redondo beach, California. We've spoken in, in, um, Arizona. We've even spoken to a group in the Ukraine, and a whole bunch of group of counselors and stuff, and it was all translated for us and everything. And That's crazy. But it's allowed us to be able to help other people. And that's, that's part of the reason why we have this podcast is to help other people know and understand you don't have to be perfect to be unashamed because the adversary that, wants so you to do that. that's a tough one, Chris, because that's – I think most people think I shouldn't say anything about what's going on with me until it's fixed. Right. But – Steve, let's talk about things that are going on with you and where, where you're at in your story. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of things have happened just even recently. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I mean, you and I are kind of on the, the polar ends of this thing, right? And so, um, you know, I've recently had some really bad acting out, you know, some slips, some things happened with other women. Um, it was December. Uh, I was excommunicated. Um, so if you're Mormon, that's, you know, church, if, if you're not Mormon, if you're Mormon, you know, what that means if you're not, if you're a, a member of the restored church of Jesus Christ, that's what I mean to say, I forgot we don't use Mormon anymore. <laughs> um, then you're with that. If you're not, it's just a, you know, church discipline for, um, you know, sins and stuff like that. If you're not, uh, not living, if you're not Mormon, that's, that's the interpretation for you. Um, but yeah, so had, you know, had a, so in a lot of ways, I mean, I, I feel I mean, just super broken right now and, um, very, you know, some loss, some, uh, like, man, 
Chris, I thought I've been doing so much recovery and so much work, and here I am just feeling like I'm almost, you know, back at square one, right? So, I mean, I have all those shame messages going on right now. And so what I really want to do is just hide, right? Right. Shut the blog down or just turn it over to you. Say, Chris, find the other people who are totally healed, and you guys can all talk about it. And I and the reason I want to share, Chris, is one, um, this helps me a ton, right? Right, absolutely. Because you, as you said, like I, I, I got open, and that was a big part of you and, and your recovery, right? That you're now sitting here with 10 years of sobriety. And so, um, and recovery, not just, not just being a dry drunk. And so for me, I know that that's the path I have to go. And I know there's a, a ton of people who probably have heard me and Kayla speak or um, – you know, have come to the blog or whatever, and they're like, oh, this guy's just another one of those, always screwed up, always whatever. And those people I'm not that worried about, but the people I'm worried about is any men listening to this who feel the way that I feel, who go, hey, Chris, that's super cool to hear you talk about unashamed. Um, you are, you're the perfect guy. You figured it out. So if I were but, you, but if I'm I not were you, I'd talk about it too. I'd love to go do fireside <laughs> talk about how, how great I am and we put it together and I get to go over there with my wife and she totally trusts me now and isn't mad anymore. And, um, but for me, man, man, I can't do that. I'm still screwed up and down here. So for those guys who feel that way, um, I want to say, you know, no, right. Bullshit on that. But, you got to be unashamed. You, you will not recover without this unashamed piece. The honesty, as they say in AA, you're only as sick as your secrets. Um, stop so, posing. Stop posing. Yeah. Because, so because if you're faking you're, it, right? Yeah. If you're faking it, you're in that, in that addiction and you don't want to like come out and, and let people know, like dude, immediately after things happen with you, you came out, you, t- you actually on your own talked to Kayla. I did. Yeah. And then, you you were talking to me like the next like a couple of days later and you're like dude I like totally screwed up this is what happened and and you weren't ashamed to let or afraid to even come and talk to me about that stuff maybe during the middle of it because you know obviously you were acting out and so you weren't reaching out but then afterwards you were like you know what I've got to stop this um, and then you weren't like hiding it because what happens is if you hide it then you know a, a month goes away and you're like. I could do this again. Mm-hmm. Or I can keep hiding this. I, and I did that too, right? I mean, I, I had several instances of acting out that it was, wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I really minimized it. It, it you know, I didn't have sex with someone or anything like, so I'm just going to hide this. And I, and I've, I've done that for a couple of years previous to this, that exact thing, what you're talking about. Right. And, and I, I can't, you know, my story is my story. And, um, I, I met Lecrae once and he said, my scars are my scars. And, so it's between me and God and I share him. So I can only speak for me. Um, but for me, I don't know if I hadn't been so unashamed in so many other ways, if I would have been able to tell you a couple days after. Right. I think the fact that I had been kind of practicing some of this unashamed stuff, although be it super imperfectly, um, it's helped me kind of kind of stay in the light a little bit. Or it's had I not be, been doing it at be all. Real, though. Yeah. Had I not been doing it at all. And gone back to the acting out, it, it may have it may have lasted a lot longer. I may have lied about it a lot longer. It might have been a lot worse. Right. So what when when you talked about being excommunicated, once you were excommunicated a little while ago, did you feel like that opens your your ability to be able to act out? Because you're because I, you yeah, people you, have asked you me no that. longer have that the yeah. the church saying, Oh, you can't do these things. Yeah. 
you know, did it make you feel like, oh, well, now that I don't have that, I could act out more? Yeah, you know, it's been hard for me. I, I don't know. That's, you know, several people have asked me that. And, um, you know, so, I mean, not, I don't want to jump down this rabbit hole, but I totally feel good about what happened with me with my excommunication. And um, there were parts of it that I, I felt very misunderstood. And I was like, what the hell? But then as I went through the whole process and I've met with church leaders after, I'm like, I feel good about this. I felt good about it with God. So if anyone wants to hear about that whole thing, send me an email. We can talk about it. But, um, you know, I don't know. Um, Probably because, not even consciously. Like, it, it, Yeah, I mean, and, and this is— I it, never did that consciously. Right. To be like, oh, well, right. I can act out more or anything like that. Yeah. I, I never no. went down that Yeah, road. I don't know. I mean, I, that's why I just asked the question if, if you ever felt that way. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so because I still feel good about God. I mean, that's the next thing we're going to talk about, right, is being unafraid. And that's a good transition. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm sure that it has impacted me. I think I'd be foolish to be like, I, I went through this process and it didn't impact me at all. That's kind of wrong right i mean there's some denial around that right some yep. justification but so that kind of leads us in talking about that so right unashamed i think we, we understand where we're at with that so unafraid unafraid to come into christ for healing and um so i have to be honest chris that that sounds as, as someone who's in the throes of addiction still that sounds like oh okay it's that easy just accept some jesus and i'll be better um but tell me what really happened for you like, because if you haven't listened to Chris' story, um, they just did on uh, Leading Saints. It was awesome. We have it recorded here. So Chris went through therapy, went through church discipline several times, and then you still decided to act out. So you totally right. fit the mold for I don't know how many years, four years, five years of this guy's never going to change. He's just going to keep doing him. People told Autumn she was stupid for staying married to you, that you were always just going to be this terrible guy. Turns out you're not. Yeah, turns F- out it like came five around. years from from when I first started my affair. I mean, granted, I was dealing with addiction my whole life since I was like nine or ten years old. Totally, but I didn't know it was addiction until we started really getting into things, and then I started acting out with women um, during my marriage, and and then um, you know it was that five year span of you know things coming out three different times, and finally it came down to a choice that I had to make. What do I want? And but you but I but I'm gonna jump in here. I'm gonna jump in with the naysayers here for a minute. I'm like you have you had that moment that choice like 20 different times, right? Like I mean you you were you were caught confronted went through church discipline. You had like I mean we a lot of times people talk about you have to bottom out before you get better. I'm like you bottomed out like 10 times, dude. So so what like what was the difference? Like what finally made the difference for you? What clicked? Um, well, part of it was, was just an experience that I had. Um, Talk and, about and, it. And it wasn't, you know, people would have thought that, you know, with my wife trying to take her life, when things came out the second time, she tried to take her life and, and I, was, I was holding her in my arms as she was like in and out of consciousness. I, I literally thought she was going to die. Yeah. And she absolutely wanted to die. Even, even within that week after she had spent three days in the ICU and another week in the LDS hospital, they would ask her, do you still, if we let you out, do you still want to die? And she said, yes. You would think that that would have been my bottom line. And I would have been like. That would have been rock bottom for you. Rock bottom, right? Yep. But, I mean, think about it. You see so many people that get divorced because of pornography addiction or they have affairs with women or whatever. And divorce is not even their rock bottom. What happened to me is not my rock bottom. 
Rock bottom is when I decided to throw away the damn shovel and quit digging. I hated the person that I had become. Can I use the word surrender, Chris? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that, that was really when I, I, I really did not like the person that I was anymore. I came home because I had kids. And I relate, and I, I, and I relate to that right now. And, and I didn't want to be around my wife anymore. And then I was like, you know what? That's, that's not fair to our marriage because I've never given my wife 100% mm. of me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I've never given my church 100%. You know, growing up, it was like, you know, pray, read scriptures, and do but, all these things. But let's go one, let's, let's take it one level deeper than all those things, Chris. Did you ever give God 100%? Nope. Never. I, I would come to him. So you were not unafraid? I was absolutely afraid <laughs> because I was afraid of being vulnerable and being open and having God know who I was and having my wife really know who I was. I was scared to death and I finally had to surrender that and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm throwing away the shovel and God, I am leaving it up to you. If you read the 12 steps, um, it talks about turning your life over to God, whether whatever the, your higher power is. They talk about just being a higher power. Yeah, but, I mean, we're all Christian here, so. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Christ, though. So. <laughs> yeah, if you're not, we'll have a co- – <laughs> send me an email offline. We can have a conversation about Jesus, but we're under that assumption here. So so, so with that, I was just like, I, I need to make some changes because um, I can't do this on my own. So I had to enlist God's help. I would only go to him when – Things were bad, and things were going to happen. I was going to have to disclose things to my wife, or you know, I needed help on something. That was the only time I would ever communicate with him. I never had a relationship with God. I never had intimacy with God. I never had that love with God. Of one is because I never let him in. I never. I just felt like I was doing so many bad things that because of the things I was doing it, I was doing. God didn't love me anymore. And that's a lonely feeling. Oh, I that know, That was a choice that I made because he was always there, but I just didn't, I just felt like I'm too far gone. I, I can't feel God's love anymore. It's because I wasn't letting him love me. So for me, I feel like right now, I mean, you're just hitting me between the eyes right now. I mean, you guys can't see. I'm, you know, this kind of, I'm tearing up. I'm getting a little emotional here because um, I feel that. You know what you're saying right now. I'm 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 still struggling to make that decision in a in like a consistent way, like a life changing way. You know, and um and and so so that that change that was a big moment for you. Yeah, I mean you did all the other stuff too, therapy. Yeah. you were 100 percent honest. Group stuff. Um, you know we'll talk about the retreat later. You got involved in this retreat, so you did it. You had all the tools. But the bottom line under there was you chose to be unafraid, come yep. unto Christ, right? Yep. It's and it's a choice that every single one of us can make when we have those temptations that come up. We have a choice, and I, I've talked about that in any time that you hear. If you ever hear me speak, I talk about that choice because it is a choice that we all have. We can either choose to act out or we reach out. We choose to reach out. The more that we reach out, we continue to break that addiction cycle. And instead of going, you know, a day of sobriety, then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, I've got 15 days. I'd never gone 15 days. 
you know? And so, so finally just being able to, to do that and recognize that and being able to turn my life over to God and surrender that is really what finally helped me focus on things. And did I slip after that? Absolutely. I still kept acting out. I never acted out again. When I finally made that choice of, of not being with, with women, um, I, I didn't ever act out with another woman. That doesn't mean I wasn't tempted because the temptations still came and they still come, but I have to be aware of my surroundings and what I'm doing and where I'm at. Um, going to the, um, swim park and stuff like that. I have to be aware of that. But I, so I think if, I mean, you shared an experience with me about like a year ago when you had something happen, you're like, Ooh, there's an opportunity to act out and you close that door. And the thing that I think about is I think of, uh, you know, Genesis 39, right? Potiphar's wife and Joseph, he says, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He had that relationship with God, what you're talking about, that intimacy. And that's why he was able to make that change, not fall into that trap, you know, where, um, for me, I think it's a little bit, I'm a big NF fan. Uh, if you know me, you know that. Um, and he, he talked about on his, uh, his last time he talks about his mansion and how he's trapped in there with fear. And, and so he has this intro where he kind of kicks fear out of his house and the next song, um, you know, his, the lyrics are woke up in a cell. Where am I at? Yeah, it's cold, but I like that. What am I trapped? But the door's locked, but the keys are in my hands. Story doesn't make sense. Does it? Right. I mean, so yeah. so he. I mean, to well, me, that's just such those, a good analogy. When you hear those lyrics, it's like, well, why isn't he getting himself out? Fear, dude. Fear, <laughs> fear. He is afraid, just like he said. You were operating being afraid. I, I'm afraid still. So, um, you know, unashamed and unafraid. That's our invitation in the broad way, right? It's yep. those two things. Um, and so we kind of want to extend that invitation. So we'll invite you now. I'll talk about it here, but to you can click the link, um, or if you just type into YouTube Matrix Pill Scene, it will be the first thing that comes up. If you haven't seen the Matrix, what's wrong with you? Where were you in the 90s? Go watch it. Um, but I, I like this, Chris, because I think this talks about this invitation. So the invitation could be someone who is totally in hiding and never told anyone about their addiction. Or it could be someone who is uh, like me, where they're on round three, round 18, round whatever, and they just have never really made some of those changes yet, those baseline changes to really be unafraid or really be unashamed. And so I like this. So the pill scene is when, uh, well, Mr. Anderson, right, as he's known in the world he's living in, finally um, gets to meet Morpheus. And he sits down with Morpheus and because he kind of – he kind of knows about this matrix thing out there and, you know, spoiler alert, it's that all these people are in this living in this false reality um, because they're all really imprisoned. And Morpheus knows this. And so he's going to tell Neo, um, who's, you know, Mr. Anderson, the main character, um, you know, give him the opportunity to change. And it's a really interesting scene because he, he gives him the two pills and he, and he basically says to him, you know, your, your false life feels real most of the time. But you have these moments where you think it could be better. It could be different. I don't think this all makes sense. And I think addiction works that way because I've always felt that way as an addict. I have these moments with God or these where I'm like, my marriage could be so much better. I could have so much life. I've often described it as I feel like sometimes I'm watching television in black and white and I see these moments of HD. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. how do I do that all the time, right? So he says, so, so he kind of realizes that. And Morpheus gives him two pills, right? And so the one pill, 
And he says, this is your decision moment. Like you talked about, you finally stepped up at one of those decision moments and made the change, right? To be unashamed and unafraid. And he says, you know, you can take the blue pill and you can go back to believing whatever you want to believe. You can wake up in the morning and just live your life the way that you thought you were living it. So if you want to stay in denial... There's justification aplenty for you. <laughs> Whatever it is you want to justify or explain away the, you know, these feelings that you've had, there is the adversary will give you ample evidence to justify the way that you're living, right? Yep. I mean, endlessly, no matter how bad your sexual behavior is. Or he offers him the red pill and he uses the analogy of Alice in Wonderland when she goes down the rabbit hole and he says, You can take this pill or you can and you can see how far the rabbit hole goes or in my mind you can see the life that god really has for you you could you could trust him and give that a real shot and and so i think it's well worth watching the clip and, but but to some people that's super scary because they don't to know me and you it's life. super scary to, it was super scary for you it's super scary for me right now yeah and because <laughs> because you don't know what's going to happen and part of that you know being vulnerable you you said anytime that you talk about shame you mentioned Brene Brown, but the same thing is vulnerability. Being vulnerable oh, is... got to be one-upper, you know, Chris. Ju- just being able to be open and vulnerable, you, that is scary. And, you know, that creates a lot of fear. And so then you're like, I'm withholding. And so the unknown is scary because you don't know if, if you do come out and you talk about these things to whoever, are they going to leave you? Are they going to think that you're just this horrible person or whatever the case? And, and some of that stuff might happen. And then the adversary is going to use that and go, see, I told you what reality was like. Screw the rabbit hole. Screw, screw whatever God has for you. Stay over here yep. where it seems safe. Sometimes people do get divorced. I know guys have been afraid, well, I don't, I don't want to get excommunicated, so I don't want to say anything. You, just, just you like might. Story. You might lose your job. You yeah. might. Um, that was, um, uh, whose, whose story was that? That was um, one of the stories guys shared. He, he actually did lose his job based on where, you know, on his addiction, like it actually cost him his job. So, um, you know, yeah, there's, so there's things that are scary, right? I mean, some of that stuff can really happen. But then that, let's, let's talk about some of the, maybe the, our extended invitation, because we want to be able to invite people out to obviously this podcast and, and what it represents and, and the website. And there's obviously a lot of different podcasts that we've already recorded that we welcome you guys to, to listen to, but we're going to be continuing to post throughout this year of some amazing stories of recovery things that they went through um to get where they're at and maybe there's going to be some guys that are still acting out like like in your case dude you're being open and honest about this stuff and you're talking about this stuff because that's what we need we need we need men and women to be real about what's going on Mm -hmm. and so we're going to have that and we want to invite everybody to listen to those stories and subscribe to the the podcast so you guys can get notified about the anytime that we post a new uh, podcast and um, but we also want to create resources we have a resource page on our website that there's so many different ways that you, you got to get connected at. you got to reach out you got to get help because you you can't do this on your own you have tried so many times to do it on your own how has that worked for you from the time that <laughs> I was nine to the time that I was I only laugh because it's so true. I mean, we've early, all tried it. Like, early 30s, I was doing it for over 20 years of just trying to do it on my own. I thought I could do it on my own, and I, it wasn't until I finally realized I can't do this on my own. I have to have help. 
And so then I when it, and it wasn't just one thing. It was a, a plethora of different resources that I went to to be able to mm-hmm. find those things. And different strokes for different folks, right? I mean, different different things. Yeah, it's work just like your for, story is your story, my story is mine. What yep. works for me yep. may not work for you, but what works for yep. you may not work for me. So so Chris and Autumn been to a ton of therapy, right? Yeah, therapy groups, therapy all sort of that. Mac and Melissa, no therapy at all. They told you can go listen to their story. You know, Matt connected with a men's group at his church, and that was really big for him. And uh, some people, the 12 steps, sacred, those meetings changed them. Some people never been to them. Some people, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't resonate with them. So there's maybe not a specific formula, right? We're not saying Here, here's the five things you do, and you end up being Chris and Autumn. Um, I think what we're saying is there there is or resources even just the one out thing. there. Hey, go and you know connect with God, and that's that's going to get you to where you need. It isn't just that. There's so many things that you've got to do to be able to to make that happen, and and it's making that choice every single day. And, and in principle, the choice to be unashamed and unafraid, which will lead to all these different resources, different choices, different things, and um, and so you know we have a resource page. Um, we'll continue to kind of beef that up if you will we're just real sensitive right about what we put on there we if we if it's on our resources page we we have some actual experience with that group or whatever and so we're not just going to throw stuff on there so um or if you need resources if you live if you live somewhere else a lot of our stuff's based in utah because we're based out of here if you need send us an email we know a lot of people we can get you connected so if you're having a hard time getting connected totally email me or chris and we can help you get connected so that's a big one right right um our our other uh little kind of way to try and stick out you guys have seen some of these posts we actually are going to do another one soon so for those of you who have submitted anonymous questions and we haven't answered them yet we're sorry I'm going back to Chris working <laughs> 2,000 yeah. hours a week. We're going to be on it right now. But so you can submit anonymous questions. We have a page on the site. Go to the site. You go to the page. Um, we take your email address just so we can send you an email and say, hey, your question just got answered on the last post. Um, but you can submit those. So that'll be me and Chris, therapists. Uh, we'll probably bring Ottoman for the next one Yep. because um, there was some questions about you know women. Um, and some women kind of had some questions. So we don't talk a ton about what works for the women because as you, I think, have ref- figured out, Chris and I are not women, and that's not our story and our journey. So we don't want to tell them how to live their life, right? That's not our, that's not our cup of tea. But we what's funny is that we get, I, I would say we get probably more, do you think we get more questions from women than we do men? I think sometimes the women are more bold because it's not their problem. Probably. You know, it's easier for them to say, how do I help my husband or how do I, it's it's, it's easier to be unashamed about your spouse's problems than your own. I think that's no knock on any of the women who have takes tons of courage to reach out still. Like they're awesome. I'm just saying for the men, I think there's so much shame, but men, we love you. I'm so screwed up right with you, Chris. He is. I love you too. He loves you too. Because I've been screwed up and you know what? I'm not perfect and we just keep going. Yep. So, um, so submit anonymous questions. Um, we will answer them, uh, and, you know, get the right people in there. Um, and then, um, talk about the retreat, Chris, cause that's coming up March 7th through the 9th, which is awesome. So you can go a to warriorheart.com, a warriorheart.com, which is just, just recently revamped and it is a beautiful site. It's awesome. Thank you, Steve. It is. And with that, th- this is something that, that completely changed my life back in 2009 and I was like, this is a message that I need to be a part of. And I've been to every single boot camp that we've ever held here in Utah. It's been, it is now just part of me and it's part of my life. It's what I do. 
So we have a post about it with with Chris and Lee and James, yep. um, who who are on the Per staff with it. So if you want to know more about it, in kind of from this lens, uh, go back to our old podcast. We have one. I'll probably repost it before the retreat. But if you want to just jump headfirst into being unafraid and spending some time with God, this is a good way to learn. How is to, it, baby? To, it's it's a three day weekend, just all about your connection with God. It's non-denominational. No one's judging you. Because we want to keep it that way because it's not a religious thing. It is all about your connection with God. Being and I had someone come. They're like, well, I smoke. Could I still come to this? I'm like, duh. Of course, dude. You don't <laughs> care. They're out there smoking with five other guys smoking. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's no specific personality it's for, right? Or, right, yeah. Or for this person. or And it's not a big addict fest where everyone sits there and confesses their addiction. We don't really talk about addiction at the thing, right? Yeah, the, the event, really. we, they're very rarely, like, I talk a little bit about mine because I... I it's your story. I, present, I yeah, do some it's your of, story. Yeah. presentations, and so that's part of my story, but... Um, the majority of the time, we don't even talk about addiction because it is it isn't about addiction. It's about your connection with God, and then learning how to be the man that we're supposed to be, how to fight. Just even knowing that I needed to fight for my own heart was a whole new world for me because I never thought that I should do that. And then learning how to fight for my wife's heart, how to do that, how to fight for my kids' hearts, and what that looks like, and fighting for my connection with God, because it's just like any relationship. If you don't nurture that relationship, it's it's just going to be mundane and just totally come around every once in a while. Yeah, it's an actual relationship. You, know, you, you got to create that, and you got to build upon it, and and that's what we learn is how to find that connection with God every day to help us through all these things in our life that we're going with, that we're, or that we're dealing with. And and the last thing that I would put out there is, come talk to us at UCAP. If you want to meet Chris in person or... Uh, or meet Steve in person. Or meet Steve in person. Um, at whichever end of the spectrum you want to talk to, you know. If you want if you want to get the hope, Chris will be there. You can make it. You can have the so, same story So what he is, is UCAP, Steve? So Utah Coalition Against Pornography. UCAP, Google that, ucap.org. Um, we'll, we'll put it on the, on the webpage, but so whole, February 23rd, February 23rd, Saturday, Salt Lake Convention Center. Um, and it's cool because they, they it's a day of yeah. speakers. They have all sorts of different people that, that speak about different subjects, all topics around pornography, addiction. And so from how to help your kids to, if you're a spouse to if you're the guy with it, right? Yep. We got there. I mean, I shouldn't say we've got there, but we, the, we see like fight the new drug is there. We have, um, leading saints is there. Uh, we are there. And bunch of resources, bunch so of women resources show both, up, both some sides. different retreat trauma, stuff, like, trauma. Yeah. So there's a lot of different resources. Lifestar Network is there. There's a lot of people that are there to really help you understand what options you have available. More, Super positive. More resources for Super you. positive. Come. Um, if you listen, you freaking better come and say hi to us. That's jacked if you don't. <laughs> so um, uh, if you're coming, you know, so we'll see you there. So that's something kind of coming up recent. Um so, as you know, we kind of like to end with a song now. Chris chose the song, so we're going to end with Fear is a Liar by Zach Williams. So, um, Chris, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell us why, why that song and, uh, and, and, ex- and extend the invitation. So, the guy who's out there is listening right now who is really struggling, like me, to be unashamed and unafraid. Why did you choose this song, and what would you tell them if they were sitting here with us right now? 
So, so I chose fear. Fear is a liar because fear is what keeps us from coming out. Fear is what keeps us down. Fear is what what I mean. Satan makes us believe that we're worthless. We're not worth being fought for. That we can't fight anymore. That we should just just give up and and be done. And you know, I I would definitely suggest that when you, when you listen to the song. Watch the video that has all the lyrics on it as you're listening to it because just reading the words just will mean so much more to you. But then after you're done with that, then list, then actually watch the true video, the official video of what he created, and it's a whole different world of – I mean – And then if you want to get ballsy, sing out loud to it. Even <laughs> if you have to hide in your car by yourself. No, for real, yeah. I dare you. Pull that lyric video back up and sing out loud with it. And and it is it is just amazing. Like I did a presentation once. Um, in fact, it was at Warrior Heart Bootcamp where I was thinking that we were just going to do the lyric video, and I'd never seen the official video. And I started watching it, and I was sobbing because I was like, "There is no question why I needed to to, to show that video because there was so much just in that video, and it just man, it's just so good." And, it and I'm trying to be I'm trying to be unashamed. I have seen Zach Wheeling perform this song live. Ah, that's awesome. But I have not seen the video. I will oh, watch really? it immediately <laughs> after this. That's I will awesome. watch it immediately. That is my commitment to everyone. I will watch it immediately after this. I will watch it with you. So so go check it out and it is it is amazing. There and you'll if you just continue to keep songs playing, you'll see some other songs that are related to that 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 may just touch your heart in different ways that you've ever known before so what would you tell the guys chris who are struggling with either of these struggling with being unashamed or unafraid if you had him sitting right here if we had that guy sitting right here what would you say to him make the change make make a choice like right now make a choice and then make that choice in an hour when the adversary comes at you again <laughs> then make that choice again in in three hours when that feeling comes back and then tomorrow morning when you wake up and you don't want to get out of bed because you're going to be dealing with this stuff, make that choice again. Continue to make that choice because that's you're going to be making choices every single day on being unashamed and unafraid and coming unto Christ. And my raw honest question for you, Chris, is it is so hard, as you know, up front for those, you know, just the relationships and the fear and how the adversary comes out and how some stuff in your life does totally go wrong and your fears are confirmed true and you have to work your way through that through all of that you're on the other side chris is it worth it absolutely it's been worth all the pain stepping through all the fear just that cardiac arrest in your chest because it's so scary and facing all of that it's been worth it be it yes because of the the freedom that i feel now i don't have to go home and have the anxiety and fear that did I delete this text? Did I delete the search history? Did I do it right? And then I got to double check it again. Or am I going to get a text when I'm sitting with my wife and have a text from the girl that I'm having an affair with or anything like that? I don't have to worry about that anymore. I could leave my phone at home with my and wife. And you actually love spending time with Autumn. I now. absolutely love spending time with my wife. Like this this week alone, we went and saw Wicked together. Last night, we went to Jealous. the gymnastics meet. Uh, the gymnastics meet I'm okay, but, <laughs> but you know, wicked, yeah. At first, you know, she's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Because I want to spend time with my wife. Has nothing to do with gymnastics. 
But I went, and I'm like, this was awesome. And you used and to, like, fun. totally hate her and be disconnected. And and what was fun is I got to see my wife in her element. Like, she loved it, and it, and it made – I could see my wife come alive, and I can actually – I'm in a place now that I can actually recognize those things in my wife. And I took a picture of her mm-hmm. last night when she was in her element, and she's yelling and screaming, and I'm sitting down, and I'm like, this is the hottest thing of my wife because I get to see her in a whole different world, a whole different light because I made changes in my life and God showed me how I can love her again and how I can cherish that relationship and just see the amazing, beautiful person that she is. And Chris is tearing up right now and he's always that way when he talks about autumn and, um, you know, they're normal, regular people. I know them. They're just super normal, regular folks, and they have problems and issues and all of that. But that that connection they have is real. I can just tell you, I've, I've seen it, so I've uh, I know them well. And um, I, I think my last word before we play the song would just be to, um, you know, I have two things. One, uh, no excuses. The one value of my story is you can't tell me that I don't know. No one can say to me, well, you've never been down here where I've been, Steve. So, sure, you may be choosing to be unashamed and open and, and try and work it, you know, coming across. But that you don't know what it's like for me. No, I freaking know what it's like for you. I am down here in the trenches with you. I haven't figured it out. I haven't made all the right choices. Not even close. Even just around this addiction stuff. But I'm, I'm here with you. And so, um, let's trust Chris together. If you're on that, you know, if you're a guy that's just too afraid to come forward, take Chris's invitation, take that one step. Even just sitting here, I feel inspired to take some steps, Chris. I mean, you're getting to me, you're getting to my heart. Um, and if you're a spouse or, or a parent who's just so frustrated that you're in round three, four, round 20, um, you can make that choice too, to do it different, to, to really lean on Christ and have that change. Um, and believe, you know, there's always hope, right? I mean, yep. if if you were to have met Chris in the middle of his story, um, it would look more similar to mine, and y- you would write him off, I promise. You'd go, oh, this guy, no way. But I'm sitting here with him now, and the change is real. And um, so from both of us, we invite you to be unashamed, unafraid. Uh, Hopefully we'll see you at UCAP. Um, please subscribe. We're going to have some men's stories coming out here soon. Promise. Um, so anywhere podcasts are, you can go to the website, unashamedunafraid.com, subscribe by email, submit anonymous questions. Love to hear from you. And, um, and until both of next our emails time. are on the website. Both are, yep, Chris at unashamedunafraid.com, Stephen at unashamedunafraid.com. And with that, we will introduce you to our good friend, Zach Williams. When he told you you're not good, you're not right when he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight when he told you you're not worthy when he told you you're not loved when he told you you're not beautiful you'll never be enough Fire, cause fear 
Yeah. 